Equity is brought to you by ExaCrunch, that prodigious TechCrunch paywall you keep running into. You can break through that paywall at a steep discount if you use the promo code equity. If you do, you'll get access to our best stuff and you'll make equity look really good internally at the same time. Enough of that, let's start the show. Good morning and welcome to Equities Monday episode, our weekly primer where we catch up on the news and, as always, explore the numbers behind the headlines. My name is Alex Wilhelm. Today is May 3rd, 2021, and it is going to be a gorgeous day out here in the northeastern United States. From my desk to your ears, it is going to be a busy and exciting week. There should be more IPO news, including this morning, an update that Flywire, a Boston-based payments company, is going public. We also have earnings from Uber, Lyft, Twilio, PayPal, Square, Dropbox, and others. So if you care about the on-demand economy, API-delivered products, fintech, or how legacy storage providers are trying to become something a little bit more, it's your week. However, with that, let's talk about the last two days. All right, so the weekend. Well, while the TechCrunch crew waited to hear more about our impending sale to private equity group Apollo, quite a lot happened. So here's a rundown of the tech news that you need to know about. First up, Dell announced that it will sell Boomi, that's B-O-O-M-I, to private equity groups Francisco Partners and TPG. The deal is valued at $4 billion inclusive of existing debt. Now, you don't really need to know what Boomi does. It's systems integration or something like that, blah, whatever. What does matter is that this is the second time in the last couple of weeks that Dell has carved off part of itself and sold it to reduce its overall leverage. The firm wants to bolster its credit rating and essentially lower its gross debt load. Now, that matters to us because Dell has gone through a major acquisitive cycle and is now kind of like going to the other side of that, if you will. And it just goes to show how some expensive tech deals end up being maybe a little bit bigger to chew than the people thought they were going to be. Something to keep in mind is you consider M&A for the rest of the year. Now, turning to a different topic, cloud infra spend grew 35% to USD 41.8 billion in the first quarter of 2021, according to Canalys data. Now, I bring this to you because I think it goes to show how big the cloud market really is. And this is kind of the, the driving drumbeat behind a lot of the startup growth that we've seen. Cloud spend, you know, viz, essentially overall software spend is just growing at a clip that I think is astounding at its current scale. For you market share junkies out there, yes, Amazon is in the lead. It grew 32% year over year with AWS taking 32% market share. Azure up 50% year over year, according to Canalyst, 19% market share. And Google Cloud grew the fastest, 56% growth year over year, but with the smallest share of 9%. And over in China, the country's government crackdown on tech companies continues. This time, the CCP has announced that per Bloomberg, quote, 33 applications, including map navigation software provided by Baidu and Tencent, violated regulations with most collecting personal information that weren't relevant to their services. TechCrunch awards that one oof out of 10. Imagine what counts as relevant to your services in the uh, data collection game. This just kind of goes to show that the Chinese crackdown on their tech industry continues. This is now more than a theme, it's a narrative. In related China news, Fidelity cut its implied valuation of Ant Group from $295 billion to $144 billion. The investing group may actually take a loss now on its investment into the group, according to the Wall Street Journal. Also a big oof. If you recall back to the end of 2020, the Ant Group IPO was essentially kiboshed by the CCP. And since then, the government has been on a, a path 
to correct what it thinks as a exuberance and a little bit of a too much power in the tech industry over there. So not good if you believe in the future of Chinese tech mega companies. And finally, from the weekend, Musician raised $28 million. According to TechCrunch, the quote, music education app Musician and the guitar tuning app Guitar Tuna, which is the best name of all time, have around 20 million MAUs. In other words, that's a lot of folks who want to play Wonderwall at your next party. And I think the fact that two apps that I hadn't heard of before today had 20 million MAUs and just raised $28 million just goes to show how big the global software market really is. All right, this morning, look, there's no way around it. Big news out from the TechCrunch side of things, namely that the sale of Verizon Media Group, which owns our humble publication, is being sold to private equity outfit Apollo Funds, as expected. According to Verizon's own note on the transaction, and I'm just going to read this for you so I can't get in trouble with anybody, Apollo entered into an agreement to acquire Verizon Media for $5 billion. Verizon will retain a 10% stake in the company, which will be known as Yahoo at the close of the transaction and continue to be led by CEO Guru Gorapan. Okay, fair enough. Continuing from the Verizon statement, Verizon will receive $4.25 billion in cash, preferred interest of $750 million, and retain a 10% stake in Verizon Media, I would say, aka Yahoo. The transaction includes the assets of Verizon Media, including its brands and businesses. That's us. The transaction is subject to satisfaction of certain closing conditions and expected to close in the second half of 2021, which I take to read as nothing's changing for a bit. Okay, cool. Look, I joined TechCrunch the first time during the AOL era. I was also at the publication when Verizon bought AOL, but I did leave before the integration between the two companies really took place. And I came back to TechCrunch when it was part of Verizon Media Group, the renamed union of AOL and Yahoo under Verizon's tutelage, aka Oath. Then it became Verizon Media, and now we're off to Apollo to be called Yahoo. Okay. Speaking just for myself, we don't know much about what the deal means for our work here, if anything at all. But the equity team is just going to keep on doing our thing until the wheels fall off or they don't. We love what we're doing and we're thankful for all the support y'all have shown the show over the years. You know, millions and millions and millions of downloads later, uh, we're just not going to stop. All right, in more regular news, funding rounds. We have a couple of funding rounds for you. First up, Wealthsimple. This round blew my head off. So Wealthsimple has raised a round that is just crazy. 750 million Canadian dollars, so about 610 million USD, at a post-money valuation of $5 billion Canadian, or about $4 billion over here in the States. Now, what's crazy is Wealthsimple's new raise more than doubles its valuation from its last round. In October of last year, the company raised 114 million Canadian, or about 93 million USD, at a valuation of roughly $1.5 billion Canadian, or $1.22 billion USD. So it more than tripled this valuation, actually. I mean, my gosh, that is a crazy amount of value accretion in just a couple of months. I think it just goes to show two things. One, how much capital there really is out there in the private markets. And two, that if you can really build a, a fintech slash wealth tech product with a lot of users, people presume it's going to make money forever. And to Wealthsimple's credit, it does have 1.5 million users and over $10 billion in assets under management. Not bad. Our notes from the other week regarding how long investors expect the savings and investing boom to continue are being backed up by this huge new round, and frankly, good for Canada. You know, you can't declare war in Civ 6, but you can raise a lot of money for Wealthsimple. Well done. And second, a Columbus, Ohio-based startup called Path Robotics just raised a $56 million Series B. Now, if you're listening to the show this morning and you're not in the United States, let me help. Columbus, Ohio is where you expect a trucking company to be based, not a robotics startup. But bringing the Columbus into the startup world, what the company does, Path Robotics, is welding robots that are intelligent and learn. That's freaking awesome. 
One, because intelligent learning welding robots uh, are cool. I've done some welding and it's super hard. But also, like, how cool is it this is happening in Columbus, right? This is the cool thing about tech in 2021, or really the last couple of years. There is just more going on in more places. And, like, all of my crappy biases about Columbus are now being updated in my head based on this really cool Path Robotics round. And let's be clear. If you think about the global TAM or total addressable market for welding, it's infinite because there's so much construction and welding going on in the world. So I don't know exactly $56 million will get Path Robotics all the way to where they need to go. Maybe they'll need to raise more capital, but like, my gosh, what a huge bet on a cool solution to a hard problem. I love it. Closing today, I just want to say, you know, personally, just for me, how nice it is to see our post on the Verizon Media Group sale on the site sandwiched between two posts discussing breaking startup news. That's a bit about how I think we're going to approach the matter as a publication. You know, just by keeping on doing our best work, by not slowing down, and continuing to build each pillar of the TechCrunch model. You know, our events continue. We're going to keep publishing a lot about the startup market that we find so fascinating. And we're going to keep podcasting and newslettering and building extra crunch every single freaking day. So if you are a new friend of the TechCrunch family or someone who has been writing with us for years, I promise the circus continues. TechCrunch has survived so much corporate change over the years, and we are going to make it through this cycle as well. I mean, here's the thing. The stuff that we cover has never been more interesting or more impactful to the global economy. So why the hell will we slow down or stop now? Absolutely not. A brief reminder that you can follow Equity on Twitter at EquityPod, or if you really would like to see some crappy tweets, myself, where I post under the handle at Alex. Equity is back on Wednesday. Also on Wednesday this week, we have Extra Crunch Live with Rick Heitzman from First Mark Capital and Court Cunningham from Orchard. That's Wednesday, May 5th at 11.30 a.m. PSD, 2.30 p.m. EST. If you want to talk about pitch deck startups funding and how to get capital and build kick butt companies, Extra Crunch Live is for you. And I think it's also free for everyone to attend. I'll be there. With that from us, hugs, good luck. Talk to you soon.